Picoso to another, as we say in English, the coffee with the zoo. Ah, clavi. And uh, today's episode, uh, Mochi Hari has done the good research for you. Yes, Mochi Hari had to help us with coffee's masters, coffee master, Kohi Masuta uh, certification. And we did a taste testing of the Jamaican Blue Starbucks reserve for that. And you're asking, Clavi, why? I, I've heard of this Jamaican Blue coffee you've, you've mentioned. It, it, it's really good, right? Really expensive. Well, maybe and maybe. So part one. Is it good? Well, again, like... Defining good is really up to you as the individual drinker for any drink, but the important part here is that actually it is it is expensive. It is one of the more expensive coffees around uh, consistently. It's funny enough, a country near and dear to my heart buys 80% of the world's, well, you know, Jamaica's production of the Blue, uh, Blue Mountain Range coffee. Uh, the other 20% goes to the rest of the world. This isn't uh, surprising to me as someone familiar with Nippon. It is kind of a cultural thing that, you know, the thing that is the thing, whether that's a drink, you know, a popular like food item, seasonal dishes, they love seasonal dishes there, like huge part of the culture. <laughs> or like, right, oh, this is like the whiskey, right? Stuff like that where it's, you know, it's kind of like the group, you know, the group mentality thing of like, oh, this is like the one. Like, it makes sense that Jamaica Blue, right, the, like, quote, pinnacle or, you know, top quality is of interest to the coffee industry in Japan, which is something I do look forward to researching more into, learning more about, eventually seeing when I visit, and seeing kind of how extensive this is, right? They definitely do a lot of blends. Uh, if memory serves correct, where they're you know taking different beans from various regions, mixing them together for a blend that is to their liking. This right, this is the artistry of making coffee. This is the artistry of Japan as well, right? There is a a huge, huge um, dedication to the craft and fine tuning your right craftsmanship in whatever art form that is. And right, no surprise, coffee is the same. So. Other 20% of that coffee goes to the rest of the world. Obviously, supply and demand. Well, there you go. There you have it. The price will go up. But other interesting part is part of the harvesting. So because the coffee is grown on, right, the Blue the blue Mountains, right, it's a small area, right? Jamaica's not a big country. Um, so, right, we're already kind of, right, this is not a t large total landmass. Now we're going to mountains, and, right, it's not like a... It's flat plantation or, right, some kind of lower elevation where there's a lot more actual area to f make, right, farm uh, and create the coffee beans. Um, so there is that topo topogra topographical insight, which also limits the amount of coffee. Now, every part of the production process from, right, harvest, actually, well, pre-harvest, right, planting and all that, then harvest, then exporting and 
processing there before it you know eventually is roasted down down the road here in the states or wherever it's all done by hand and there is a strict uh, procedure uh, slash guidelines that are followed you know as imposed and dictated by the uh, Jamaican government as kind of with any specialty food item right if you look at wine beer uh, stuff like that, like right, you look at Germany, there's like very strict beer laws, right? So you, same same exact idea. Same with wine and regions of France where it's like, oh, for this to be this area, it has to be done a certain way. And it's the same exact thing. And it's all done by hand. So, you know, taking a step back in the modern world, as it were, right? Everything is so mechanical, so instantaneous, done very quick, right? We can be in contact with anyone in the world, anywhere, like, you know. In 30 seconds, right? You know, you you tap your screen, write your sentence, and then I'm there talking with my family in Australia or Japan. You know, same for you, right? Or wherever your family's from, and you can even be talking with them that quick. Um, so it's it's definitely a nice reminder that things aren't necessarily needing to be like that, right? There there is value into like making sure things are done by hand, and you're following a very high standard, right? Because Every bean that is picked is obviously then held accountable to that, you know, it's got to be right, right? They're not going to pick ones that are no good. Uh, and then, right, as you go through the steps of that processing, each one, you know, is making sure everything is, like, of high quality. Interesting enough, because the beans are grown at a higher altitude, the beans are, like, thicker in a way, and that, that helps contribute to the flavor. And from my research... The taste pro profile that the beans give um, from other similar coffees, right, that have a similar taste profile, as per, you know, experts, those coffees have a higher acidity or perceived acidity or, you know, that what you're going to feel. So that's interesting that that could be part of, you know, the perceivedness in that, oh, hey, like, this is good because blah, 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 because it has this and tastes like this. Um, I did, you know, I, you know, I had it at um, my tasting. I've tried it again. I'm going to maybe try it again one of these days soon. Maybe it's a French press. I don't know. Like, I did a pour over for my tasting because that's you know, just a really good standard to serve coffee. Um, the... Honestly, AeroPress, like I had it again after work just to kind of like, you know, compare and it was, it was close. It, it felt a little better. I think because right, it's sitting kind of like the French press for a bit. So it's really getting to immerse more in the water, like the water and the beans, the ground beans are immersed in the water for longer. So flavor is more imparted. There is a filter. So obviously, right, some of the oils are not there as with the French press, then you're just going to get a little more of that oiliness. Uh, sort of a reminder, that's how you can, you know, even change your daily coffee consumption consumption ritual to something that is maybe a bit more different just be, just by changing the brewing method. Um, right as you know, the brewing method plays a huge role as well as like the four fundamentals of coffee. You know, the water proportion, grind, and, you know, freshness. All important stuff. So, yeah, with the Jamaican Blue, it's interesting that it wasn't, I don't say it was bad or good. It was definitely interesting. I paired it with Rainbow Cookies. Uh, it was good 
kind of bringing out that uh, fruitiness in the coffee and a little of the floral aromas. Honestly, Ramakooks are definitely a solid coffee pairing taste. Um, so yeah, that, that was sort of one of my um, thoughts I wanted to share with you guys and that, right, the quality of coffee per, uh, according to each country can, you know, definitely change and matter and affect, you know, what what is brought to us as the final coffee product and, right, the Jamaican Blue, right, you've definitely heard, if, well, if you've been listening or paying attention to coffee for a while, you've probably heard of it and... There is rhyme to the reason of why it is expensive, um, right? At Starbucks, the reserve uh, Hawaiian blend is, in fact, $38, as is the, the um, Jamaican as well as the Hawaiian uh, Kau uh, blend. Not Kona, but similar like thing with Hawaii, right? It's limited land space. It's very fertile from the volcanic, you know, stuff, right? It helps add, like, certain nutrients and stuff into the soil. And it's all about the soil in the end. And as with pretty much anything, if you grow, like, the soil is super important as well as the, you know, being in the coffee belt right between the tropics, right? You need that right temperature. You can't can't get too cold, but it can't get too hot. It's got to kind of be, like, moderate because uh, we have to facilitate the growing of the bean and then... Um, that's actually part of the why the mount mountains can be good at certain elevations because it can give the right microclimate to encourage good, good growing. I know that's that's a really great phrase. Um, right and right, coffee can be grown at different altitudes, and that does present different uh, flavor profiles, right? Because it's just the different climate or the exact climate of that area does change. So interesting to see if like if this does change. Coffee moving forward, you know, if new, different, quote, expensive coffees will arise. I talked in, like, a previous one about the processing. That's become a more popular thing recently. And that's right. That's after it's been harvested. So we're not even talking about the bean itself or how it's treated in that. And we're talking about how it's processed and how that imparts different flavors depending on how the um, the farmer or, like, the processor in the middle decides to say, hey, like, we're going to do this. Then... Right at the end, beans are good to go. They're sent off. The roaster does their thing. Then we get the coffee as we see it um, down the road. So yeah, that was one thing I wanted to talk about with the, the Jamaican blue. And that's the espresso machine in the background. Um, so yeah, coffee master officially. Uh, I can, me and Mochi are now uh, mestres de la coji, or coji uh, masta in Nihongo. Um, so any coffee questions, you know who to ask. Just send it to Mochi and uh, Mochi will, will make sure you are taken care of accordingly. Um, it's a new month. It's August. August is fun. Definitely a good time for iced coffee. Uh, I do actually have a review. I will add pictures to this one. So as it were, I had the opportunity to show around some Japanese exchange students, and I ended up um, having to drop something off for them at the uh, JFK airport, uh, as I knew was going to happen. They were a little delayed, um, but 
you see Clavi's Clavi's pretty good. I I don't want to say like I knew this was happening, but like I was when I signed up right for this, I'm like, well, whatever it's gonna take, it's gonna take time wise. Like, I'll do this, we're gonna make it happen, because that's important, making things happen. Um, kind of a little adventure, helping people out. And then like as I was going to JFK, right, which is like 20 minutes from my house, so it's like not that far. And like worst case, I could sit in a parking, uh, they have a cell lot. My, my plan was to, you know, park the car. And that's sort of what you want to do if you ever have to pick some for JFK. Um, you can do the cell lots, um, which is fine because then you can kind of just go to like arrivals, whatever, pick them up. Um, for those who are not aware or maybe not as in the know, I, I have traveled a good amount uh, for some, compared to most people. So... A lot of experience with the airports. We've tried it all, like picking people up at like departures instead of arrivals. Um, honestly, yeah, like because right, if you, I mean, like I haven't traveled during COVID, so I don't really know what the airports are like now. I just kind of know what I have from this one experience. But pre-COVID, I know it's strange, like an <laughs> like a travel airport podcast. I'm just telling you stories as you know we're talking. I'm getting to the coffee. I have to also impart other wisdom on you, whether you want it or not. So there you have it. Um, we've definitely done picking me up when I've come back from like conventions at the uh, departures. Like makes sense, right? You have less people, it's easier. Um, and that was fine because right, I, would, I would just have suitcases of like from the gear for the conventions. Okay, cool, cool easy. Because um, right at arrivals, just like a lot of people, a lot of taxis, a lot of stuff. Even at the like designated like pickup spot JFK is like kind of like fine but compared to other airports it's like there definitely is work to be done I've been to so many other ones that are like just better um, better designed but um like if you need to ride there's also Ubers now which like you can go to those Uber areas um but actually like, I did this, this is my second time doing what I did and that was parking the car and then like picking up the person um well, one, it's it's kind of nice because like you get to kind of like actually see them, kind of chat a little bit, and then bring to the car, drive off, um, or you pick you can pay for parking like it's like I think like it's four or whatever dollars per half an hour. And you can do a prepaid option, which you know if you know you're going to do this, you can save a little bit. But honestly, right, what's a couple of like what's ten twenty dollars for parking like whatever? You're like you're going to pay this at some point anyway, so you can just like do that, make it a little bit easier because you know like especially with, like with arrival flights, you know when like the flight has arrived, so like. Right, it's not like a surprise that like the, the flight's two hours late. Like you, you know, it's two hours late. Um, and uh, but yeah, that's what I did, and I got to meet up with them. Jeff K, doing great. And Clavi, what the hell does this have to do with this effing coffee? You're talking about JFK and travel. Like, are you trying to convince us to travel? Well, one, yes, that that is part of the the, the ploy here. But the true true knowledge was that I stopped at the. My goodness, I have to find I have to find the name because the name I messed up when I Googled it first when I was um, getting off the Southern State. So as it were, it is called Ah yes, Ground Central. It's a coffee company that has a few chain. It's a chain coffee company it has a few locations in like Brooklyn and the city, and vibes are really nice. I'm gonna attach the pictures. I, like so, this this is what I'm gonna do for now. I'll add pictures for when I visit a place. So you guys can kind of see what it's like. And then when you go, you would be like, oh, wow, it was like pretty nice. They had um, real nice vibes. There's books there. They have some merch, some coffee. I didn't buy the coffee. I'm kind of 
kind of um, pretty well stocked on coffee at the moment. Um, but they do have coffee, um, you know, the usual kind of stuff for offerings. They have water, a nice little bathroom, really nice like vibes, really chill to sit. It's like a, like a cafe. Like I would really, this was a cafe, um, right? Starbucks, they call it a cafe, but you know, it's kind of like McDonald's, Starbucks, corporate cafe kind of thing. Anyways, coffee was good. I had a single origin. It was, um, I forget the name. My friend gets this brand. It's a brand that like, something with a C, Colombo, Colombo, it's called something. It was, it was cold. Um, like it wasn't like super hot, like obviously, cause like I get the signal origin, it was like 11. So it was probably brewed earlier. It's been sitting there. Maybe my mistake for getting it or not. Maybe I should have been like, Hey, this is cold. Can I get like a hot cup? Um, yeah, maybe I, I, I should have done that to really get to enjoy the coffee. Like the taste was fine. Like it had some like, you know, it's a berry and other stuff. And like, it definitely tasted interesting. And I you know, sipped on it like the rest of the day as a little like drink in my car. Um, I didn't try the regular job. I'll get that next time. But I really like the vibes of the place. Definitely a really nice place to sit, uh, relax, do work. Uh, in Lynnbrookish, it was right off Peninsula Boulevard on Southern, uh, Sunrise Highway. And I like I took Sunrise straight to JFK from there. But it's like, for me, it's definitely not like an easy location to get to all the time. So that's why I was like, oh, like, I'm going to go to this place. Like, as soon as like I knew... Um, my plan was going to change. I referred to my mental encyclopedia of coffee cafes and was like, okay, yes. Cause I want to go to that one, but like, it's like, for me, it's about realistically, probably like 25 ish minutes, half an hour with traffic, maybe like 20, not nah, 20, just cause you have to take Southern state then go down Pensa Boulevard to sunrise. And like, right. It's in like Rockville center slash Limbrook area. Not exactly in my neck of the woods. Uh, similar to like Stony Brook, right? If I have, like, I do have reason to go to Stony, uh, Stony Brook these days, I, you know, especially looking uh, for opportunities out there. But, and I, I kind of there, but like, I guess this is good for you because this lets you know, like, hey, if I'm over here, let me check out this coffee place. Um, so that's sort of maybe what my knowledge can be imparted to you. Um, they had some treats. Um, so like I'm in this like a weird spot with treats. Like I don't really want to make it a habit of getting treats, especially on my own, because I'm like I'm definitely gonna eat it all, right? Like you get a brownie, like it doesn't matter how disciplined you are. Like to not have the whole brownie is kind of like yeah, like it's just or cookie or, or whatever. It's <sighs> if I was with like people, right? Like I'd be like, oh cool, like I'll try like a piece here, have the rest. If not, just throw out the rest and just don't have to. But um, they did have some offerings which look good. Uh, the offerings at the one I did, the, the, the Druthel in, in Stonebrook had some good offerings. They actually had food. Also, this place had food too. Uh, so that's, uh, but I, I did not add with the last one. So you can get like breakfasty kind of food, which is like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I, like, I don't want to assume, but right taking like, they probably have like close enough, like real, like food, right? It's kind of in the cafe vibes. Um, and then I did get a gift for my, um, becoming a coffee master from one of my um, fellow uh, uh, Batistas, someone who has uh, taught me much and has shown me much about being a coffee person. So she uh, bequeathed me. It's from Flux Coffee. Uh, I don't think I've done Flux. So I, I have had Flux. I've maybe mentioned it. 
Uh, one of these days, I'll do um, a review of Flux. Very nice place. Cool. Great vibes. It's uh, in Farmingdale. So, like, more central Long Island. It's um, not exactly near a highway. It's not near a highway. It, like, you'd have to, like, get off 135 and then go down, like, side streets to get it. Or, like, LIE Northern State, then down to Farmingdale. Uh, probably, like, 10-ish, 15 minutes from one of those two. Uh, but Flux, um, yeah, nice coffee chain. The, the coffee I got was Ethiopian. So that was, um, that is, you know, Ethiopia is very well known for its coffee, as I mentioned before, the Kaldi, the goats. So it has a strong uh, pedigree for uh, coffee as well as coffee culture. Um, so, yeah, then going back to the actual review for this, since I'm doing sort of like a Jamaican blue review slash cafe review, I'll put that in the title too with pictures, or you'll be great, uh, that... Yeah, I would definitely recommend this place, the, um, the Ground Central. Um, my friend who I discuss the uh, the One Piece with every once in a while, uh, we've been kind of going back and forth on One Piece for over 10 years at this point, um, showed me the, the cafe, and uh, my friend uh, was like, nope, we're going to, like, because we both kind of came to the conclusion, like, let's just not meet for coffee at Starbucks, let's explore different cafes, and uh, that was the one we picked one time, a little bit out of the way, but um, the story goes we didn't get to go to Witch's Brew, and that's why I ended up going to this one instead. Uh, Witch's Brew, I went to recently, but I just was like hanging out with my friend. Their coffee wasn't bad. It's more of like a cafe, rustic, eclectic kind of space uh, in West Hempstead or something like that. Definitely a, um, a cool spot to check out. I'll, I guess I'll write down the notes on this one. Um, cause there really isn't much to it. Um, like I could take pictures next time I go and maybe talk a little more about it, but to give you the long and short, I'd recommend it. It's got a very cool menu, very eclectic, uh, very unusual. Um, I'd pair it with like going to like Eisenhower park or something. And then you could like kind of drive, not exactly down the road, but like go from there, or go to some park and then go there. Uh, they had a food menu, like really extensive tea menu. Very, very extensive tea. Like. Holy crap, like the amount of teas they had and variety, like white teas, green teas, jasmine. Um, you don't you don't see that everywhere, which was pretty cool. Uh, the coffee I had was like just a regular black coffee. They obviously had like espresso and all that stuff. Um, honestly, more of like a themed cafe in like this like, right, which is brew. So it's like witch-ish kind of theme. It's a, it's a house that's turned cafe. So that's kind of makes it kind of cool. Uh, definitely recommend it. Definitely a cool spot. Like you can just grab food a little bite. Uh, I wouldn't say it's, like, the best coffee ever, right? I wasn't expecting that because, right, it's more of the, the vibes and energy of the place. But definitely a cool place for, like, checking out. The tea was very extensive. Like, if I had to, like, sit and, like, I don't know, chat with someone for, like, two, three hours, I'd probably order, like, one or two teas just to be, like, let me just try what they have. Um, being an Earl Grey man myself. Uh, so, yeah, you're getting, like, multiple reviews in this one. Um, so, yeah, there there you have it. Um, I, maybe one day when I go back to it, I'll, I'll try and post some pictures, try and talk a little more about the, the menu and stuff. It wasn't anything, which is brute, like recommend ground central recommend.